So in listening to this scripture at the time, I was like, well, God, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to allow my husband to lead my household when he is not even following you? So clearly he's going to lead us down the wrong path. I mean, oh, have you ever felt that way? That was just a little clip of what happens inside this week's episode I know many of you guys have husbands who do love the Lord and for whom this is not an issue, but many others, their husbands aren't following the Lord. They, they are, they, their husbands are either unbelievers or they're maybe not really, uh, really strong in their walk. And they question this idea of allowing the husband to be the leader in the household and, and what should they do in that case? Because on the one hand, they, they want to listen to God's word, but on the other hand, they're not feeling so comfortable. So this is what we discuss in this week's episode. Um, really looking forward to having this discussion with you guys. If it doesn't apply to you where, you know, you don't feel really that you have this issue and, and your husband is a great leader in the household, that is awesome. I would ask maybe that you share it, share it with somebody who maybe be going through this, this same um, you know, reality really in life and marriage. It does affect us all. Even for those of us who have husbands who are believers, sometimes they're in kind of a dry spell in their faith. And this is something that we're really kind of dealing with. So go ahead and share it. Looking forward to chatting with you guys and talking about this topic. It's also the topic of this week's prayer, having our husbands uh, praying for their leadership in our household. Looking forward to it. Let's get in. Welcome to the Grace Field Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Grace Field Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, ladies, if you've spent any amount of time reading the Bible in church, listening to sermons, you might have heard that God's word says that the husband or the man is the head of the household. I get it. I get it. It's one of those things that for many of us, we hate to hear. We even cringe when we hear it. So all you feminists, stick with me. Don't leave the room yet. It's okay. Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to one of my shows, then maybe you don't know, but I am not the one. I am not that speaker or teacher who's going to tell you that you should just lie down and just let your husband walk all over you and be a doormat. No, no, no. 
That's not what his word says. And so that is not what I'm saying here. But God's word does say this, right? I'm just letting you know, in case you were unaware, these are the scriptures or some of the scriptures that, that quote that. First in First uh, Corinthians 11.3, but there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man and the head of Christ is God. Again, in Ephesians 5, 21 and 22, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. And lastly, 1 Peter 3, uh, verse 1, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Okay, so there we have it. Those are the scriptures. That's what God's word says. Now we're just going to dig into it a little bit. Those are just some of what it says, but I think that there is a lot of meat there. So the biggest question we hear or that I felt when I was in this place of I just was newly um, serving the Lord. My husband was not serving the Lord. And if anything, he was opposed to my newfound faith. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. He would say things like I didn't sign up to have some crazy Christian wife, right? So in listening to this scripture at the time, I was like, well, God, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to allow my husband to lead my household when he is not even following you? So clearly he's going to lead us down the wrong path. I mean, that's really what I felt. It's also what I see a lot um, in our different groups and, and where I see women really talking about some of the struggles that they're having in home and having with this particular issue is that either their husband is, is not a believer at all, or maybe he is not as strong in his faith or mature in his walk. You know, maybe they're unequally yoked. That is a lot of what we find or I have found from my listeners on this show because often it's a cause of stress in marriage, right? So not to say that if your husband is some, you know, really strong in his faith and, and a really strong believer that you're going to have a perfect marriage, not by any means, but um, I, that is something that has come up quite a bit and I wanted to address it. Also, if you guys have something else, if you guys have other topics that you want to talk about, that you want to hear about, um, let me know. This is really important. Um, I don't know if I've said this before. I say it in uh, my Facebook group all the time, but this is really, it's your show. So what do you want to hear? If you, there is something you want to hear about, or there's something that's really bugging you, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or jump into the Facebook group, quite honestly, because that's really where a lot of these ideas come from. And so if you go in there, you can ask questions, you know, we'll help you out, we'll answer, you'll get advice, not just from me, but maybe some of the other women in the group. And some of the things I try to do is answer for the group as a whole, because if the answer is helpful to one, it should be helpful to all. But if you're in a space where you're like, oh, I don't really want anybody to know my issue, feel free, send me a DM. And then that way I can talk about it without 
you feeling like anyone needs to know. So this is, like I said, one of the issues that I wanted to address. And here we go. So these are going to be three tips to really start to feel comfortable allowing your husband to be the leader of the household, even if he is not a hundred percent strong or or you are um kind of lacking in your confidence of his leadership or his faith in god all right so number one i want you to stop trying to be the holy spirit Mm-hmm. stop trying to be the holy spirit i see you sending him sermons, encouraging him to go to the men's Bible study or the small group or the dinner party or whatever it may be called in your church environment, trying to set him up maybe with other Christian guy friends, right? Girl, I've been there. I've done that. I think we've all done that. In fact, I still do that sometimes. (laughs) But God's word says otherwise, right? As I read from 1 Peter, God's word says that our husbands will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. It says, then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words they will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives and this is why um this is actually the verse that i chose to give you guys in the beginning because i think it is so important to this topic right because it doesn't say that our husbands are going to be won over by our preaching that they're going to be won over by us encouraging them to go to church by all the sermons that we send them or anything else really it says it'll they'll be won over by our pure and reverent lives which that in itself is exhausting because I hear that and I'm like so I have to be the good one right I have to be the 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 pure and reverent one and he gets to like do whatever he wants and listen to whatever he wants and but the answer is yeah Because what it's asking us to do is to set the example. So if you're a parent and you are trying to teach your children not to yell or to eat healthy or whatever good habits you're trying to instill in your children, you don't just do that by telling them. You also do that by showing them. You also do that by, you know, you don't tell them your teenager, don't smoke, it's bad for you, but then you go light up cigarettes in the house, right? Like, what? Or stay away from drugs and you're doing drugs in the house. These are not things that we do. Our, just as our kids are going to pick up those habits from us by seeing us as their example is the same way that our husbands will be able to start picking up some of these good habits. Are you following me? I mean, this is just really basic, basic stuff. You know, it's just (laughs) our husbands, as much as we want to treat them as children, because sometimes we feel like they behave as children, they're not. They're not our children. They're grown men. They have their own sense of authority. And they're not going to want to just be told things by us. So the best way they're going to learn, air quotes, learn anything from us is really just by example. So that's the one part. But the other part really is this idea of, you know, that I talked about in terms of being the Holy Spirit. It's not our job to convict them. They're not going to be convicted because we say so. 
God is the one who convicts people. And just like, you know, the Christian life is not about sinning less, but about being more like Jesus. And how does that happen? It happens because we find these convictions in our heart. It's the same way with your husband. So if your husband is not following Jesus or or doesn't really care, have anything, um, any, if he's pretty much apathetic to the things of the Lord, the Lord's the only one that's going to be able to convict him about those things. That's really a change that only God can make in his heart, not you. So it's like, let's stop trying to do God's job for him because he's got this way better than we have. And I can tell you from experience, this is a big mistake in my own story that I used to do. Like I said, I've done it before. I used to do it a lot more. And it was an area that God really had to deal with me. And uh, one of my cousins really sat me down or approached me and (laughs) kind of said, I have a word for you. And his word from God was stop stop. And this was before my husband walked out, before we had all of our issues. And the word was that God had said, it's done. So stop trying to take over, stop trying to control and stop trying to manipulate the situation to the way I thought it should look. Stop. And like I said, hearing this before we even got separated was just wow. I mean, it was mind blowing. And it was a word that came to me on the last day of a fast. And it's a long story, but so many amazing things had happened um, because of this time of fasting and prayer that I was doing when my husband and I were having a tough situation, you know, this, these problems. And I kind of knew that he was going to walk out. It was right around the time that um, God kind of revealed to me that he, it's done. He's going to walk out for a time and that's okay. It was part of God's plan that he was going to walk out. And so this is why I share because I feel if that word was given to me, sister, if you heard it and it's resonating, it's for you too. Listen to God in this area. If you feel that God is kind of prompting you to stop, listen to him. Because what it's saying to God when we are trying to take over control, when we're trying to take over our husband's spiritual journey, is that, God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you that he's going to follow you. How sad would it be for God to hear that, that we don't trust him? Is it true? Are you trusting him in this area? So I'm going to leave that one at that. Point number two, we can and should still be living out our faith we can and still should be living out our faith. What does that what does that mean, right? And I talked about it. This is being the example in the house without preaching, especially without legalism, right? Focus on showing the love of God, the love of the Father, love to your neighbors. Show your husband that, and that's how we should be living out our faith in the house. So where one we should stop trying to be the Holy Spirit and convict our husbands. Number two, continue to live out your faith. In the Old Testament, it actually says that many kings were led astray, right? Because they kings, this happens not only to the kings, but to um, priests and even Solomon. They were led astray because they married pagan wives. Now, think about if the kings of old 
could be influenced in such a way by pagan wives away from God, how much more of an influence can you be in your household with the love and power of Jesus Christ? How much more influence can you have over your household towards God to kind of turn your husband back in that other way? You know, I mean, Mama, this shows me that you, you can influence your husband through your faith as long as they feel it's idea, their, their idea. You know what I mean? It's like, see, post number one, stop trying to be the Holy Spirit. All right. Step three, pray. Now, I know this should have been first, but I saved the best for last. But really, it's important because sometimes we forget to pray. Sometimes we take for granted prayer and we stop asking because we've asked so many times. We're like, oh, God already knows, right? Saying that, you know, God knows what we want and he gets uh, He gets what I want. And, and I'm basically just tired of praying. But God's word says, pray without ceasing. Jesus actually says in Matthew 7, 7, keep asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. So Jesus himself said it. Keep praying. Pray for him in this area. Pray for his leadership. That's why I left you guys with this prayer for your husband's leadership this week because this is really going to be the only way to get breakthrough. I mentioned earlier in the, the episode as I was going through my story for me, it was also something that it wasn't just prayer. Like I was in like intense prayer and fasting in this area. God's word also says sometimes that uh, some things can't just be broken with prayer, that it also requires prayer and fasting. So if you are a fan at all of fasting, check that out. If you don't really know anything about it, um, I'm happy to chat with you about it. There's a lot of resources out there about the power of prayer coupled with fasting. But this was something for me uh, that really has been transformative and has made a huge difference in my life. And again, I don't claim to be super holy, super perfect, somebody who does this all the time. I don't. Uh, it is just something that I find when I'm I'm really in a, a deep need to be closer to God for some answers, for some breakthrough, whatever. Um, it is something that has really helped me to attain that. And ladies, if that's you, if you're in this place where you're like, I'm, I need my husband to come to a place where even if he's not professing with his mouth, he's maybe not so opposed to my walk with Christ. I'm just going to go ahead and suggest that for you. It has worked for me and for countless other women. So I hope all of that was helpful, right? I hope all of it was helpful because when we, at the end of the day, this whole show, and I say all the time, this is, we are talking about husbands who are good men. Your husband is a good man. He is, he not perfect, <laughs> right? He makes mistakes. He says things he shouldn't say. He is cranky sometimes. Maybe he doesn't know the Lord. Maybe maybe he has a lot of things going on. Hey, maybe he has a lot of vices. We don't know. But generally, he's a good man. It's not like he's purposely out there trying to get you or, or just so emotionally unhealthy that he's abusive because this would be a different conversation. So, if we're making that assumption, making that assumption that your husband's a good man, he does love you, even if you don't feel it. He loves you and the children. Maybe he's not so great at showing it, or maybe, you know, it's just that you're feeling disconnected. Then we should be trusting his leadership. 
And, you know, understanding that we we do want him to be led by the spirit, obviously, but God is not going to forsake you, ladies. You know, it's so hard when we want to, when we um, are realizing that we need to surrender something to the Lord, but that's really all he's saying. Are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me in this area that he's going to take care of you? And so if you kind of give it that heart to it, like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you in this area, whatever the decision may be. Sometimes the decision is what church you're going to go to. For a little while, we were considering leaving churches and my husband had wanted to um, move to this new church that we're at now. And, and I wasn't ready. And I had to give that, that decision up to God. I was like, okay, God, he's the leader of my household. I'm going to give this decision to you because I'm not feeling it. And so if that's the case, God, then I'm going to ask you to change my heart in this area. And that's what happened. You know, one day, boom, it was like light switch. God changed my heart and it wasn't to take away anything from the people in my old church who were amazing and and I loved them, but it made me feel comfortable and at peace with my husband's decision that, okay, you know, for him, he said, you know, he was feeling like, I need to grow somewhere else. I, I need this this move. And of course, in true God fashion, he did what he said he was going to do. He took care of us. We have never felt lack. We have never felt like we've been missing anything. And quite frankly, it was just, I'm so grateful, you know, even for, for my husband and for God to just be able that for me was an exercise in submission in following my husband and saying okay and allowing him to lead so ladies i hope this was helpful for you this whole idea of how is it that we help our how is it that we can submit to our husbands especially when we feel that their faith is not as strong granted you know the example i gave is of my husband who does now he is now a believer it doesn't necessarily mean that we are both in the same stage in our in our growth and our walk but it does show that god is always going to take care of you and i that's really what i wanted you guys to be able to see from this example so what are your takeaways number one please stop trying to be the holy spirit that's god's job not yours number two you can and should be living out your faith in real life. That means live out your faith, show your husband the love of Christ. And by that, God's word promises that your husband will be won over by your actions, less so of your words, because we're going to just stop preaching to him. Number three, we're going to pray. We're going to pray to God. Sometimes it's going to require prayer and fasting, depending on your specific circumstances. But we're going to pray to God a, that he obviously he's got knowing that he's going to take care of us in this situation, but also for your husband's heart and leadership. Because if we are praying for your husband's heart and leadership and knowing that God is going to take care of us, then he will, right? Then he will. We're not going to allow, God is not going to allow your husband to do something that's going to hurt you or the family. So I hope that was helpful to you. Uh, or anybody else you might have shared this episode with. Lastly, I just want to say really quick, if you're in a place where you have something specific that you want to go over, you know, when I sit and talk to my my clients, there's something that they, that they want to, something they want to dig into, right? Something, if you are ready, if you've heard the show and you trust me because you, you've 
you know kind of how I feel and say and think about things and you feel comfortable, then click the link in my show notes. There is going to be a link there. You can go ahead and click it and uh, book a session for this month. And for those of you who listen to the show, you know this is not something I always make available. My calendar is definitely not always available. But for this month, as we are in November, as we are going in to the holiday season, and we all know with the stresses of school and COVID and the holidays coming, I just, it's really on my heart. I'm feeling like there, there is somebody out there and you need help. And because of this, for a a limited amount of time, basically, I'm going to be opening up my calendar for this for you to help you out so we can get a session or even two in so that we can just kind of work through these issues for you. And what we would be able to do there, coaching is not just about fixing a problem. So your, your marriage does not have to be in a place where your husband is walking out. Coaching is often about going from good to great. So I don't know if you guys have ever read the book Good to Great, but it is amazing um, in terms of business or whatever. But it, it basically talks about this exponential growth that you'll see in companies, Google, Apple, whatever, things like that, where they're good companies, but there was something that took them from being good to great. And so coaching can do that for your marriage. Maybe your marriage is good, but you want it to be great. Or maybe you resonate with the other, you know, the opening intro of my song where your marriage is like it feels empty and and there's stuff there that you really want to get through. And this is that piece of it. I give a lot of those tips right here on the podcast for free because I want that to be available to anybody. But whatever your issue is, wherever you are, I am here for you, mama. I am here for you and available for coaching in that area. And this is what you're gonna get, right? We're gonna talk about it. You'll let me know. And we will together come up with some tactical solutions for how you're gonna move forward. How are you gonna make it great? How are you gonna make it better? How are you gonna connect? And you're gonna have somebody who is gonna love you through, who might even tough love you through, but who's gonna hold your hand and give you accountability and tell you, yes, girl, you are on the right track. Or that might not be the best idea. Whatever it is, you're going to have somebody who is unbiased, who's not going to sit there and hate your husband because, you know, you have, he did this thing or you have these frustrations about him. I know often that's a reason why we don't tell people in our lives and our families about the things our husbands do because we don't want them to, you know, we don't want to put our husbands down or we don't want them to think badly of them. Well, that again is what a coach can do. So I'm here. Go ahead and click the link in my bio if you're ready for that. Or if not, please just join us in the Facebook group. Join the conversation, join the party, and looking forward to chatting with you next. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.